1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Humble and Hungry. I'm your friend, Natalie Poucher. Oh, my gosh. If you guys know me, then you know I'm obsessed with, like, the afterlife and mediums and psychics and, you know, what happens to us and reincarnation. I just, I'm so beyond fascinated with this whole spectrum. Um, and, you know, some of you are totally against it and not about it, but I encourage you just to listen. And, and hear what my guest has to say. Um, his name is Michael Drummonds and he just went viral on the internet. So find him on Instagram at Michael Drummonds um, and on TikTok as well, Michael Drummonds and Far Out Official. He is an energy reader, uh, producer. He's super intuitive. Um, but he basically had this like near-death experience and documented it. He has been posting all these videos and it just took off. Um, so I can't wait to talk to him and ask him all of my questions. <laughs> but I'm so excited. I hope you guys enjoy this show. Yeah.
2: This is the show. And
1: yeah, Andy, how are you?
2: I am doing well. How are you?
1: I'm good. I, it took you a second to jump on the Zoom because you're making a cocktail. What are you making?
2: I've been really into uh, Jungle Birds uh, lately. What is that? It's a classic cocktail, a uh, tiki cocktail. The traditional version has uh, Campari, pineapple juice, a dark rum, simple syrup. Um, mm. Yeah. And it's it's like... it. It's like red. Oh, it's, that's it's like really, vacation in the glass. Oh yeah, yeah. It's super pretty. You know, oh, that's so but beautiful. I've, Look at you. Yeah. So my my riffs on this though are a little a little bit different. I use apérol instead of uh, Campari, and then um, I will also usually add like mango syrup, and then I put a dash of cinnamon in mm. the on the garnish, and it's everything. And, just, and
1: you shake it up in ice, or or you just shake it and then you pour it on ice. Yeah.
2: So I shake uh, cube ice in the in the shaker pour uh with the strainer and then into crushed ice and to so, ask yeah. riley
1: if he knows about that
2: yeah yeah and so with my my riff i actually use bourbon and rum um this one's just this so but this one is a ginger jungle bird that has uh rum and then ginger beer is in it as well too hmm. and so uh that sounds
1: delicious i'm drinking yeah. kombucha out of a a coffee mug. <laughs> I didn't want to be so obvious.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, right. Well, I, you know. I wasn't I sure. It's eleven
1: thirty br- on a Friday. I was like, brunch isn't
2: only for Sunday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Especially when you're a parent, you're just like, can let me just. Although I haven't drank in two days. Yay. Hey, all right. I went. I went to this workout class. It's called Lightning Fit, uh-huh. and you basically like suit up, and it electrifies you as you're working out. <laughs> it oh like gosh. electrifies like your muscles so you you can burn up to like 700 calories in 25 minutes it, it's only a 25 minute workout and it kicks your ass and let yeah. me tell you i walked out of there i was like are you sure i'm gonna feel it i can't sit on the toilet i can't do anything i can't even lift up piper it's awful <laughs> but it's yet it's so good you know it, it's like that it hurts so good kind of thing
2: yeah i mean i guess like kind of striking yourself with lightning and then working out at the same time <laughs> yeah. is gonna it's gonna do a number on your body so yeah I, totally hey,
1: <laughs> Athletes love it. I don't know. I'm, I'm doing what I can. I'm trying to get back into shape, you know
2: Listen, this is coming from the guy who does not work out. So it's like <laughs> it's I, I will just, you know naysay say on all things difficult
1: that's, that's so funny. Um, okay, so I'm so excited for today's guest Um, I, I already did a little intro on him, but I mean Do you do you believe in all things sort of afterlife and reincarnation? Are you okay? First of all, let me backtrack. Are you religious?
2: Uh, yes, yeah,
1: and um Is there some sort of conflict with believing in anything afterlife? um Or, or like psychics and mediums and ways to connect to, to the afterlife like does that con like conflict with your religion?
2: Some would say that it that it might I don't have issues with it. I am incredibly open-minded I believe in aliens. I mean, I'm all for galactic presence and even potentially thinking about the multiverse and all kinds of stuff like that. So I am, yes, I'm all also very excited to hear about <sighs> what Michael uh, would have to say about all of that with his experience. So Me
1: too. So yeah. is he on already?
2: He's knocking on the door so we can let okay, him in. Okay,
1: perfect. Let's let him in.
2: Okay. Cool.
1: Hi. We go. Yes, we can hear you. Oh my gosh. How are you? Oh my gosh. I'm, I am so excited to have you on you have no idea i hope you're ready for all my questions mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. oh my gosh it makes your story even better <laughs> okay so you went viral like overnight because of your story and i so i found you on instagram through buzzfeed i thought buzzfeed has like Five million followers. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. crazy. And it was the video that you posted about um, your near-death experience. And I am obsessed with all things like afterlife. And there's a show on Netflix called Surviving Death. Have you watched it? I
0: watched the first couple episodes. I didn't finish it, but I started it.
1: Okay. So, yeah, it it mainly it's like the first episode that was like mind-blowing to me because it was about that. There's like just different people talking about their different experiences and what they saw. I've been obsessed with that show for like a month. And then I saw your video on, you know, Buzzfeed and I was like, Oh my God, I have to talk to him. <laughs> so if you can uh, sort of give us like the cliff notes, version of what happened and sort of like what you've been talking about in these videos. Okay.
0: Um, cool. Yeah. So cliff notes version of what happened. So basically,
1: or not, you can tell us the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I can. Where should we start? Um, we can come back to this question but like how i got started in like this spiritual community and all that kind of stuff but um basically i i had like this really cool traumatic experience <laughs> happen when i was like a little kid that kind of opened me up to this world of like energy and intuition and spirituality and stuff so i've been in it for a long time and i got really into like sacred substances years ago and how they're used in like different cultures with um, boosting supernatural abilities, psychic abilities, intuitive abilities. And so I was sort of like really into exploring that world for a bit. Um, I've been doing it for years. I was, uh, my best friend was someone who worked in the field um, and so was getting lots of great input from her and and insights. And uh, basically one night I just did a little too much. (laughs) and ended up accidentally overdosing. And it oh my yeah, God. it caused me to go into these tonic-clonic seizures and I just stopped breathing for a while. And so...
1: Was anyone with you or were you by yourself? No, I was yourself? with
0: somebody, fortunately, yeah. Um, I was okay. always very responsible with it. Um, I was with somebody and it just got to the point though where like we realized that we just couldn't control it anymore and I was gone and I had sort of just passed out, collapsed. Stopped breathing for a while, and then when I came to, I had the EMTs all over me. There were patches all over my chest. The room was full of like eight police officers, like five or six EMTs, or fire trucks everywhere, and they they rushed me to the hospital. And then I just kind of came to hours later. So it was it was a very crazy experience. (laughs) It was very intense. Wow. Um. Yeah. It was. There's so much I can unpack from that, but that's sort of the the 3D details of what happened.
1: Okay, and so then from there, but. so you remember basically everything that happened so interesting the point that you that's
0: that's a really interesting story um a question because I actually did not remember I only remembered bits and pieces of it because um I didn't really remember what was happening in like the 3d world I was having my own experience and I didn't remember all the details until about five months later all of a sudden everything just rushed back into my mind like all at once every single what
1: what triggered it
0: I, I don't know. Um, I was just, I had moved away at that point and I was just in like the right headspace and something just triggered it out of nowhere. I was laying in bed. Maybe it was a full moon or something. And then out of nowhere, I was like, oh my God, I remember everything. And I called up my friends and was just like, is this all that happened? Like from your perspective? Because there was a lot of it that I was out of. And, um, Yeah, and I was just like, wow, okay, I remember all of it, and I made this like super long voice recording that's like five hours long on my phone because I was like, I don't want to forget it. I want to keep it in its like you know crispest, truest form, and um, yeah, it all just came flooding back to me then, and ever since then. So it took me a while to talk about it because I didn't really. I've always been kind of, um, kind of a private person um, until this Mm -hmm. all happened, and then part of one of the takeaways from the experience was it kind of eliminated a lot of feelings of shame that I had had before. Um, and so now I'm, can just talk about like, whatever, here's what happened, you know, <laughs> like whatever happens. And ever since I started doing that, it's been a very big change in my life. So,
1: oh, I bet. So, so from the time that the, the sort of incident occurred to like you remembering everything, do you feel like you had changed at all? Or do you feel like you were sort of the same person just dealing with this sort of like, uh, drama almost yeah no i
0: was very different um i was so hypersensitive i could not handle being around people for the longest time um it was because so basically what happened is for the longest time it was sort of like you're in this energy world where you're you're not even really seeing people because i mentioned this and when you came to uh, f- for months after, for a long time after, okay. yeah, the uh-huh. the veil between like the energy world and like the three D world were really really thin, and so like I couldn't really talk to someone without like looking in their eyes and seeing their entire history, their whole like wishes, dreams, all that, and it was just too much for me. And this is something that happens to a lot of people who have NDEs. Is a lot of times they become agoraphobic, like they can't handle being around people for a long time, and it takes like years sometimes to get out of that. Mine was a little bit faster than that. But for the longest time, I really couldn't handle being around people. I was just too hypersensitive. And I still am very much, but not as much as I was, you know, the first six, six, eight months after. Um, I've kind of learned how to set those boundaries, but I've had to sort of navigate my life now with this new formed hypersensitivity um, that like before I used to live in New York City and like no way could I possibly live in New York City anymore. I even tried and I was like. I was like, no, this isn't going to happen. Yeah. I have to be, like, a lot more quiet and a lot more, like, still now. Because um, you realize how how loud everything really is from an energy perspective. If You just get quiet enough and listen to it. Um,
1: like, would you say it's, like, a psychic ability? Or is it, like... I mean, to me, it...
0: it from the perspective now all of us have it it's always going on all the time so like the, yeah it's psychic it's intuitive but also it's just feeling it's just feeling everything mm. it's feeling yourself it's feeling the world around you it's feeling your connection to it all it's being able to look at someone and just sort of like see them fully like beyond the layers that we're all adding on to ourselves and just seeing just the soul and the energy because that was one thing during the experience that was happening is um when i there were like that.
1: yeah talk us through that uh, what what was that like
0: um <gasps> oh my gosh so basically it started um it was in like waves and there's a lot to unpack there but essentially i oh God, i, I God, knew I right away like something was wrong um and i was just like oh crap we're in it like i just i'm just going to ride this out it was like an instant like i knew something was up this wasn't right and because i had tried different sacred substances before and I, I knew what an ego death felt like. I knew what all that kind of stuff felt like, so I knew what to expect. And
1: I don't even know what that okay. is. What is that? <laughs> ego death
0: is sort of this <laughs> uh, phenomenon that happens when people take sacred substances, where you sort of detach from your ego and you move into this place where you connect with just your soul, just your spirit, in the sort of infinite place. Um, but
1: like peyote, this, peyote
0: yes, it, exactly. or
1: any of those. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, peyote,
0: ayahuasca, all that kind of stuff. Um, okay. But your body's never really in much jeopardy you know like it's not normally something that will affect your body it's something that takes place in your mind um and so i knew right away that something was wrong with my body in this particular instance and i was just like oh no <laughs> like but we're committed like we're in it whatever <laughs> we're well, in whatever's yeah. gonna happen i just have to accept that i had already i had already committed to it so um so i knew right away that something was wrong because i was losing touch with reality within within seconds like within 30 seconds i was just like in a different place and i was like oh no okay here we go and then i started noticing my breathing was having a really hard time i was like losing control over my physical body and then very quickly it was like a fish like flopping on a deck i was having like full body seizures i couldn't breathe and all this is happening meanwhile i'm going in and out while this is happening so like i'm I have moments of like awareness that this is what's happening to my physical body. But in the most part, I'm having my own experience on the other side and I'm just like, okay, whatever. I'm not even present. Um, and so one of the first things that happened was it it was crazy. It was this bloop experience. So it was sort of, I was, it felt like there was something behind me that was tugging me and pulling me out of my physical body, like upward, like something was trying to pull me out of it. And that's kind of what kept happening it was like this bungee it kept trying to pull me out and I kept trying to like fight it for a little bit and then towards the end when I think I kind of had like that quick crossover there was a moment where I saw myself above my body it was it was when it got to the point where I was like I really can't breathe and I like collapsed on the Mm -hmm. ground and then I kind of got yanked out of my body and floated above it and then went to like a place that I had never been before and then and then I
1: and what does that look like that, if you can yeah,
0: sorry, I'm sorry if this
1: sounds all I know. over the
0: place. It's really hard to linearize. Um, it was
1: this. Yeah, they, they say like what, like time and space doesn't exist. Completely
0: irrelevant. Yeah, totally irrelevant. Right. And that was one of the big takeaways from it was this idea that like, oh, it only exists because we collectively agree upon it. Everything exists because we collectively agree upon it. And if we decide to collectively agree upon something else, that will become our new reality. And so one of the big takeaways was when I reached that place, it was just this pool, that's the best way I know how to describe it, this 360 pool of multicolored, blissful, uh, creative energy. And it
1: I have chills. and it mm-hmm. was
0: just, the only way I know how to describe it, oh, I get a little emotional talking about it, is oh my it God, was it just was. It, it just I don't know how else to explain that it just was and it didn't matter who you were who I was who does it, it none of none of that mattered this energy it just was and it was just there it, it, I don't know how to explain that it just was it, it, in the best and, way and possible. there
1: wasn't like physical faces it wasn't like okay so you saw
0: it's another good question uh-huh. sorry I'm all over the place yeah. now
1: No, it's fine. And I'm all over the place, too. So just, yeah, it's all right. (laughs) Sorry, everybody at home.
0: (laughs) So when I first started getting pulled back out of my body, but I could still feel that my, like, astral cord was still attached to my body, um, there were beings that kind of uh, met me, like, halfway, I would say. And they were, um, they didn't have physical faces. They were, imagine, so you can imagine, like, a human body outline, right? So there's, like, a silhouette Mm -hmm. of, like, legs and arms. Um, It was like that, but they were, imagine that's made of glass, and inside Mm. of that glass outline is that energy, that multicolored infinite energy. So it was almost like they created this encapsulation just to meet me halfway, and it was very clear to me, like, so things made sense to me. Did you
1: recognize, but did did you know who it was?
0: I recognized, uh, not from the physical details, but from, like, their energy signatures, that this was not... Somebody that I had met in this lifetime. It wasn't like a loved one who had passed on, but these were people that felt like cosmic, intergalactic friends that I had known for millennia, for across lots of time. And I trusted them instantly. I knew I could trust them instantly. They had my best interests at heart, and they were just there to take care of me and help me through that experience. Could we,
1: could we call them in this life like like our angels, like how we refer to like our angels? Totally,
0: yeah. To- which. Okay. Okay. My understanding of that now, because I was raised very Christian, so I was very, you know, archangels and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, for me, it's just this infinite pool of energy is like the top, you know, like just that. Mm-hmm. And, and in Christianity or like the um, I am discourses, they call it like the I am, you know, like the burning bushes, the I am and the I am discourses. I, I feel like I understand that so well now. I'm just like, oh, it really just is. It's just this. It just is. Um, and anything, whether it's ascended masters, archangels, um, spirit guides, it was just what they did for me was create this shell so that I could have that expression to meet halfway, you know, because that would be how, that's how I was receptive to it at the time. That to me is how I now understand angels or anything like that. It's just how that energy is choosing to express itself. And it's going to express itself in whatever way you're most receptive to, that love and, and reception to it. So for me, okay, I was okay sense. with an abstract version of that because it was the energy that I was connecting with. But I think that is why some people, when they have a near-death experience, might see an angel or might see a loved one or whatever. To me, I I feel comfortable with the idea of just this abstract energy. To me, that's even more exciting because it feels like it's both in me and you and there's less division to it. But a lot of people are like, why do some people see other things during their energy? And I think it'll just meet you wherever you're most receptive. So however you're most open to accepting that loving energy is what you'll experience, right. in my opinion.
1: Right, right. Okay, so you see colors. You see sort of like these energies and images or, or tracings of. Um, and then what is it? Can is there sound? Do you hear anything?
0: So um, I didn't actually hear sound which made a lot of sense to me because whenever it comes to like the clear psychic senses I've never really connected with clear audience that much um so sounds other people I think would feel very differently they would hear rushing or whatever and stuff that's just not a sense that I connect with very much um so for me it was very visual and very like knowing and feeling and basically it was sort of um imagine like a google earth thing you know how you zoom in and it just gets zoom in zoom in zoom in it yes. was like that so anytime i would look at these beans or something like that i realized that the energy that was running through that like glass outline encapsulation that they were holding that space for me i could zoom in and the energy was sort of these like mandala patterns but when i zoomed in i could keep zooming in further and further and focus on what I wanted to. And depending on what I focused on was sort of um, the insights that I would get back, if that makes sense. But it was was very much in my control, but it was also very much like, I could go as deep as I wanted to go or not. And that is something that, that's kind of what I'm describing that stayed with me for a long time after. Because the same thing would happen when I looked at people like months after that. I could look into them and it was like, oh, I'm zooming into their energy body now. And I can see all these different things. 'Cause it feels well, it looked very clearly like there were these valves inside of us. Um and certain ones are open, certain ones are closed, trauma might close some, but the the whole point is to open up all the valves, particularly oh there's some ice so, particularly this one here, um in the chest, because this one felt like a master control center or something that could open up the other valves. Um but I could zoom in and see the valves of people and and be able to be like, Oh, this one's closed. That's I can see that and I can see why it's closed and the whole story behind it and like move through the body like that. Does that make sense? Oh my
1: God. How beautiful.
2: Yeah. It's like some Ant-Man stuff, you know, like it's the the whole quantum reality that that's where like time falls apart. Like it just infinitely just goes deeper and deeper and deeper and more detailed and and so different in that a certain point, like the entire construct of circular time becomes completely devoid. It's just, it's just cellular and, and deeper than cellular. It's just crazy fast yeah
0: I think time just exists because that's how we collectively agreed that it would be a better way to process this infinite energy and we could always agree to something else if we wanted to and even time itself would change if we did that I think so it really is just a collective agreement of us being here
1: (laughs) so you said that you were raised you were you were religious growing up Mm -hmm. so is there some sort of like a god or that you knew like there's something bigger than even that while you're even in there.
0: Yeah, that's what's so exciting about it. Uh, that's what's, that's the concept that's so beautiful to me is that even the concept of God, like um, whether you believe in a male God or a female God or whatever, any of that stuff, it's just whatever mm-hmm. you need at the time, whatever. That's, that's what makes the energy so beautiful is because it's God – that if you want to call it God, it can morph into whatever you need to be loved by. So if you need to be loved by this paternal father figure, sure. If you want to be morphed into this mother earth energy, then sure. But God is the energy behind it all. It's just that is that I am energy. That just is. And whatever you're open to receiving that from, whatever you're most receptive to it. But to me, so actually talking about how I was raised I was raised in like a very religious christian school I never fully bought into it and that goes back <laughs> to when I was like mm-hmm. 2 years old I had another traumatic experience I was locked in a bathroom by accident and when I was in that bathroom I had I saw these energetic beings like come down in the bathroom and take care of me and I never forgot this memory and I know you're not supposed to remember anything when you're 2 years old but it's all been like, I remember with every you. detail of it. It was at this indoor hotel pool. The floor was really slippery. Um, my mom was watching me and I have siblings that were in the pool and I was only two years old. So she was watching them in the pool and was like, oh, I'll stand outside the bathroom door while you go into the bathroom. It was a single fall bathroom. It was cold. I remember where the sink was, the fluorescent lighting, all of it. And it was one of those really heavy doors that slammed shut and the metal got jammed. And so as soon as I got in there, that happens. It was like this big experience that I remember very extremely vividly, and this is one of the things that really shaped my life at like a young age, was that I remember these most unconditionally loving, beautiful beings just enter the room. They sort of just uh, rendered themselves into the room around me and they just held me and like rocked me and told me I would be okay and took care of me and it felt like someone wrapped this electric blanket around me keeping me warm and they felt female, at least one of them felt very female. And um, I remember being raised in the religious school and thinking everything that they ever taught me though, I didn't really care about. My only goal was to figure out but What was that energy that I felt in the bathroom? Because it felt bigger than what you're talking about, you know? It felt more loving Mm -hmm. than what you're talking about. So I never fully bought into the religious thing because I always felt like I had this litmus test from that experience, that early childhood experience of that there is some kind of unconditionally loving energy that is taking care of us all the time. And that's kind of the only thing that I care about. So um, that's kind of what started me.
1: Do you think that those energies were the ones that you – that like – helped you sort of like transition over and that met you totally
0: but I also feel like it's bigger than that now to me it's just
1: right right.
0: I needed a maternal loving presence to take care of me in that bathroom when I was two years old so that energy took on that form to take care of me because that's what I was receptive to that's what my heart and soul needed um and I was able to trust that so if that were to happen to me at another place in my life where maybe I need more of a masculine energy or something, then maybe I would see these energy beings that were more masculine. Or maybe I would see, like, a loved one that passed away because that was what I needed at that time. That's what makes it so awesome is it has that ability to just... It knows where you're open to receiving the love and will present itself wherever that valve is most open, if you're open to it, you know? Which is awesome.
1: And so you were and you were in this for how well technically how long were you in it and then how long did it feel like you were in it
0: um so the see like when when did the seizure start and stuff or do you mean like when did the whole experience yeah started? like <laughs>
1: like yeah i mean like would you say that that you stopped breathing for Five minutes, 20 minutes, like how long do you think that holds? Yeah,
0: I don't really know how long. Um, I would say probably, yeah, maybe five minutes, probably not even, probably like three minutes or something. Um, Mm -hmm. Because it came in waves, and this is what happens when people get the apnea during those seizures, is the apnea comes in waves, and those waves get longer and longer, and that's when it gets dangerous. And so I had been going through the waves probably about 30 to 45 minutes, and towards the end, the waves started just getting longer to the point where I, just, I do distinctly remember just dropping to the ground. And that was when I kind of snapped out of my body. So I don't, I don't know time-wise exactly how long that was, but I think the whole, the seizure started and lasted for between 30 to 45 minutes, I would say.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah that's a long time. <laughs> Did anything tell you like, okay, it's not your time. Like you need to go back.
0: Yeah. Okay. So this is so cool. So these beans, there were, I want to say like three or four, I think it feels like four. But they were, so I'm like on the ground, I'm like flopping around like a fish, and these beings, I can see them, and I can feel what's happening to me, and they're just telling me to just relax, and like go, relax, let go, and I don't want to, because I'm like, no, what's going to happen if I if I fully relax into this, because I was like, I can't breathe, I'm losing control over everything, and um, and again, I had experienced like an ego death before, and so I knew it can feel like you're dying when you have an ego death, but this felt very physical. And I was like, no, I like can't breathe. And so I was like, okay, this is something different. I don't, do I want to let go? And they kept saying, it's fine. It's fine. Like, let go, let go. And it felt like there was a memory card inside of me and that it was at like 97% and it was getting close to a hundred percent. And they were like, relax, let it go to a hundred percent. And I was like, what's going to happen if I get to 100%? And a part of me knew. I was like, yeah. something's going to happen. I'm going to I'm gonna go somewhere and I'm not going to be able to come back if I, if I hit 100%. But they kept assuring me it was fine. It was fine. And right around when I let it hit 100% is when I got like yanked fully out of my body and then went to that place and then came back. But they kept taking care of me. And I, I, I fought it for a while because I didn't like the way it felt to be like yanked out like that. And then Mm-hmm. They they kept reassuring me that I would be okay, and it was this very distinct feeling that it was almost the impression that all of us are collecting like experience data, right? By living our lives, like everything we do, and there's no good, there's no bad, there's no judgment on it. Um, it's just your entire life is you're you're taking all this information, all this experience, all these feelings that we're we're having, and the really exciting thing was it was like they were taking it somewhere else like they were collecting the data and we're just like oh my god thank you we're going to use this somewhere else like in another world or another dimension
1: oh my god i cannot yeah this. <laughs> and
0: they were like god. really really proud of me for filling up my memory oh. card and part of when i was on the other side was there was this understanding that if i was to come back i would be getting a new memory card like it would be like they, they would wipe all the previous experience and i'd be getting this new one and life would look different. I, I would feel different. All of that would change. And that sounded exciting to me. And the moment I realized that sounds exciting to me is when I saw the paramedics like rushing up the stair, like outside, like I energetically saw them, right, right. Um, like showing up at the apartment complex and like running up the stairs. And that was when I sort of dropped back on my body on the floor. And then like, and then I came to and I was on the couch and they had patches all over me. Like, yeah, this is what some of the TikToks I talked about. Like, your purpose is so much bigger than just this life. Like, we're so caught up in, like, how are we going to make our purpose in this life? What is our experience and all that stuff yes, going to mean later? That's like, what
1: I struggle with. Yeah. But
0: it's it was, like, this feeling, like, no, 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 it goes, like, way beyond into different worlds and different dimensions like the experience that you're gaining here the knowledge that the love that you're experiencing the relationship is is creating and all that data and everything is going somewhere else like you're building worlds elsewhere it, it's got such a grander purpose beyond this one life cycle that you're in even this one 3d reality oh
1: gosh speaking of life cycles so you do believe in like reincarnation and having multiple lives or no um yes
0: but i i think it's all coexisting at the same time it's all just so it feels like there's that infinite pool of energy and we sort of just bloop down mm-hmm. into reality um that we want to experience then we go back to that and we can bloop down to anyone like time linear time is how we understand it so it feels cyclical like this but it Mm-hmm. i just see it as sort of like lava lamp bloops like you're just blooping down from this right. energy experiencing something and blooping back up and then um like rain because
1: like i don't want to come back <laughs> like if someone asked like, do you want to be reincarnated absolutely <laughs> not i'm good i feel like check the box i did it i did life it was cool but like i i don't i don't want to come back is that terrible no
0: i i firmly believe that No one is forced to be here. I do think that if you're here, it's because on some level you agreed to be here. Because I do think that we are given Mm -hmm. a choice. I know a lot of people feel like I was forced into this human boot camp. I don't see the world that way at all. I don't think that we're here to just, like, get our PhDs and being human. I think we're just, um, I think life's meant to be a lot more fun and simpler than that. And we knew that coming here, which is why we were like, yeah, sure, I want to play that game but I also think that on the other side you're given a choice and if you don't want to come back here you don't have to you can go somewhere else um you can create your own world it's really uh there's no way to describe this energy is just so anything and everything that you can possibly imagine exists and so like you want to create your own world somewhere else it exists out there anything the fact that you could even have that thought means that it exists so I think you have that choice so if you don't want to come back I don't think you have to I think a lot of people um I think you get that perspective on the other side too. So say like you uh, have like a partner or a child or or someone that you love really deeply here and maybe you go first. Mm -hmm. I think you have the option to come back and you can see their timeline. Maybe you want to, you know, maybe they have twenty years left of their life. So you're like, I'll come back as their dog, who will live seventeen years, so I can write out seventeen more years with them. You know, I think I think we're given all oh, of these options. I'll be
1: Piper's dog. Yeah. Oh my my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> or however,
0: I, I think I think we're given that yeah. option, um, and we have a lot more choice in it than we realize.
1: Do you have big plans for the summer? What about for next year? If any of your plans include trying for kids, there's an easy way to learn more about your body while thinking ahead. The Modern Fertility Hormone Test is a simple at-home finger prick that unlocks tons of insight into your reproductive health from egg count to menopause timing to possible outcomes for egg freezing or IVF, all good things to know if kids are in your future. It's the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label, and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at $159, a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com humble, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have an H. SA or FSA, you can put those dollars towards modern fertility. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help you make the decision that's right for you. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash humble. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the several hundred or even a thousand plus dollars it could cost at a doctor's office. So get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash humble. Modernfertility.com slash humble. I love that. I feel like it makes me a little bit more relaxed now thinking that I think we're so hard on ourselves as humans that we just feel like we have this one purpose and, you know, we're constantly just trying to, you know, it's hard. It's like just we look down, all we do is work and, you know, we're just like in this like hustle that we forget to just live our life and enjoy yeah,
0: life. and purpose is such a heavy word. I, I just throw purpose out the window now. I think you came here with an intention, yeah. you know, like you you make an intention every day and you might have come here with an intention, but that changes. But I think and I I think purpose is not real. <laughs> um,
1: right, it's right. Not, well it ta- and it takes the pressure off of it. Yeah. Almost. Yeah.
0: I think the only thing that you really ever have to worry about, and to me visually it looked this way. It was keep all of your valves open because when you do that that energy is flowing as pure and freely as possible and everything else is taken care of you in that moment because that's when you're most aligned with the, your intention or if you want to call it purpose or whatever the intention that you came here which means you're going to flow down that river that like matches your energetic signature most authentically so you'll get wherever right. you intended to go originally like you imagine
1: So before coming there was there was sort of like an end goal I think like there was a a certain path that I was that I'm supposed to take.
0: Well, I think you set an intention, but I also think that at any point in time, you're capable of deciding to be another version of you, in which case your intention can change. Mm. I think that there's so right. much more, we have so much more control over that. and and I think right. that's what happens a lot of times is is things happen to us that force us to change. And I think, I I think it's basically just whatever is feeling most authentic to you all the time. And so if you're allowed to be a completely new person, if that feels authentic to you, and that should be the litmus test, because imagine there's like a track that's set, right? Like a roller coaster track or something. You're on the track going at the fastest pace possible when your valves are open, when you're most authentic. And eventually, if you're off that track so far you can find a new track or you can create a new identity around that. But there's, there's certain things that uh, the important thing is your valves just need to be open. So that energy is flowing fully. And then, because ultimately the, the guides on the other side, to me, the, all of that, it's just you, it's all you. And you're, Mm -hmm. and to me that's really exciting and freeing because it's so much easier to trust knowing that you're trying to take care of yourself. You're the one trying to answer right. your own prayers. You're the one who's trying to give you, spoil the shit out of you, you know, or sorry, I don't think that's, but just yeah. spoil you. No, yeah, you can. Um, so just trust yourself, you know, like, so there's there's a version of right. you that's really got you.
2: I kind of want to go a little bit uh, back for a second and, and connect a couple pieces it's related to that. So just so you know too. So, so I still identify as like a, a Jesus believing Christian, but I, I lean much more towards like mystic side of it. Like I, I would not identify as like a, a, an American evangelical. I grew up in it, but now see things significantly different, completely open-minded to aliens. I don't understand why like the faith, would it be more open to aliens when we can believe in all the stuff we read in revelation and everything else? So it's kind of, so it's, it's interesting how looking at, The prophetic nature of the Bible, the poetic nature of the Bible in early stories of life, the, you know, apocalyptic, you know, language of the Bible towards the end. And it's interesting listening to everything you're saying, because it's like, to me, all of that still squares. Like, it actually doesn't necessarily dismiss, like, what is being presented, like, through that religion. If anything, it's like, I feel like I'm hearing from someone who actually experienced I am like and sees himself as the image of God as we were in created. So it's because it's like you're finding your like you just said, you know, I now see myself as a connection of that extended energy. But then like if even as Christians believe that God is in us, that all still squares with me really well. So my question is like when you now look back at that text, because I've seen a few of your Instagram posts where you kind of point to like some of these, you know, figures in in the Bible and maybe some other like religious texts out there. How does that feel? Like, what does that read like? Like kind of what's the experience of looking back in that? Is there just a different connection than obviously everything you kind of felt before?
0: No. um, I feel so much more supported because it's there if I need it now. Cause it's, it's really goes back to how are you open to receiving love? That's, that just seems like the baseline. If, if you, Mm -hmm. if the way that you're open to it is believing that there was this, Um, You know son of God named Jesus who preached unconditional love that you can pray out whatever that then yes Yes, that's right, you know, but also It might also just be your grandma or it might be your daughter or your child or your pet Um, The the end goal is the same and it's how can we open up your valves and how can we? get you to understand how loved and powerful you are and if that means believing in jesus but at if at some point you no longer believe in jesus maybe it doesn't fulfill you as much maybe you're someone who was abused by a father figure and you don't relate to a paternal love that way and what you really need is a maternal earth energy then that's god for you whatever you need to be taken care of that's where the healing takes place that's where the wholeness takes place um and not to get so caught into what what's right and what's wrong but like how is this energy expressing itself to meet you where you can experience it fully because you're doing the exact same thing to everyone else you know like you decided to be this expression of this energy so that people who need you are receptive to receiving the love from you you know which is really beautiful is that we're just we're just all experiencing it in different ways and just receiving this energy in whatever way. So whatever that looks like for you, I think is right. And there's some times when I need to connect with like my childhood and I need that like Jesus figure to feel loved and safe or something, then that's real for me in that moment. That's right for me. And then there's other times when I need to feel that from myself, or I need to feel that from earth, that kind of grounding, you know, loving energy that I can't get from believing in Jesus, but I can get from taking a walk in nature and, and touching the earth and feeling it that way, you know? That's what makes it so great is it's, it really, it just is, it's everywhere. It's all around you, it's inside of you, it's it's, it's in all of it, depending on what you're open to receiving.
1: Yeah. And w- I think when you put it in those terms, it, it feels so simple, it's like, it's it's like almost like oh that's all it is like that's it oh like okay i can do that you know simple and
0: so much more supportive than we give it credit for it it supports you in every way if you're open to it and, and all of it and that goes back to like in christian terms you know like god is all in all um like even I, I feel like there's this return if we can get to the place where we realize we're no longer being judged. It's like when you think of the Garden of Eden and like they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Returning yes. to Eden means letting go of that judgment of this is right. This is wrong. This is good. This is bad. All of that. And realizing it just all is like and it's OK because you're yeah. part of it and, and and you're supported all the time. Like it's just it's it really is simplifying everything. It really is breaking it down like yeah. that.
1: I love that. So what's next for you? Where, where, where do you see all this going? What do you feel like this, this new chip of yours, this new SIM card? Yeah. (laughs) Like what, what, yeah. Like what's, what's next? So when
0: I was in the hospital, so I'm from the East coast and when I was in the hospital, very bizarre situation happened. I was, I was in the bed and because they had come and taken me in that state, I didn't have my wallet with me. I didn't have anything. Someone, one of my friends had given them my driver's license, but I didn't have my phone or anything else. So I'm in the hospital bed. I'm sitting there with my driver's license by myself, and I just got this flood of vision of like the next steps for me to take in my life. And one of them was, you're going to move out west. I saw images of the Lion King, for some reason, like Simba, like a young (laughs) Simba, and I saw myself going across the desert. And it was just this feeling of just like, just start there, just go there. And I never had that... I I didn't have that thought before because I just, it felt like a different version of me. It felt like a younger, more playful version of me was being born or something like this young Simba version of me. And um, so I just kind of like went with it and it was just this feeling of just I don't feel like I worry about anything the way I used to anymore. And I don't feel like I, um,
1: Kuna Matata. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's that I also, I crave nature now as if it's oxygen. I'm realizing nature is like, because nature's the playground, right? Like if the reality was created in my opinion, as this place for us to creatively experiment and express ourselves and the, the world, the level of the simulation is is nature, and it can hold a certain amount of realms and dimensions within it. And I think all of us are capable of holding a certain amount of realms and dimensions in us. So prime example, we'll say cats can hold nine dimensions because everyone says cats have nine lives.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So we'll say cats can hold dimensions two through whatever. I can't do the math right now. <laughs> two, to, two to whatever. <laughs> nine is seven. yeah um, Seven dimensions or whatever that is wait no 11 why can't i do math okay two through 11 sorry
1: <laughs> and i'm like yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll say cats can hold dimensions yeah. two through 11 right and we'll say that human beings can hold dimensions i don't know we'll just throw out three two eight our collective reality is whatever the average mean of those dimensions are if it exists here it's because it can fit within that threshold oh my
1: God, we're going back to third grade math over here <laughs> mean median, mode oh i just did that with just my knees whatever okay. the middle yep.
0: average is basically that's our collective yeah. reality and yeah. the way i see it now so if we bump ourselves up higher, if we decide to move higher, then all the things that don't fit within that threshold, that average will have to drop away. If we lower ourselves too much, mm-hmm. then all those higher things will have to float off. I think we're all collectively bumping up one right now, which is why there's this huge like collective interest in all this stuff right now. And the exciting thing about that is that a lot of those lower things are going to have to fall away because we're collectively bumping up our median average, um, mm-hmm. our, our mean average. So having said that, I think Earth can hold a very large, level of those realities and dimensions this playground was built like each like the trees whatever can hold a really big threshold for us and it's always bringing us back to that middle average if we need that kind of grounding so if we drop too low or even if we go too high and we need that it's it's the equalizer, you know, it's like that middle blank canvas kind of place. So now I crave that all the time. If I'm caught too much in like the 3d, my friends and I always say 3d is so loud. It's so loud. And it really is sometimes like you just need to find that silence. And that always is kind of a reset. So big thing of me moving out here is I spend so much time in nature now and I love it. It's so amazing. Like I, don't
1: they, don't they say that if you um, physically touch the ground uh, and put your feet on either grass or soil or sand or whatever it is, uh, it actually really does change your like serotonin levels, right? Oh, totally, yeah. Even yeah. bigger than that. You're, I mean, that's that's yeah. crazy. Just to, just to think like, take your shoes off, touch and be one with earth and it will literally chemically change you. Yeah,
0: take your shoes off, take showers, take baths, reconnect with water, all of yeah. these neutralizing elements that help wash off all of the energy that we're collectively absorbing all the time. Um, I actually think that I know the pandemic's been really hard for a lot of people, but the beauty of it has been the isolation of everyone getting really comfortable with what their energy feels like. And then as Mm -hmm. there's this reemergence and we go back out there, that sensitivity, like I hope people don't lose that sensitivity to know that like, oh, here's what I feel like, here's what you feel like. And now when we meet, I can feel that difference and stuff. Um, I think a lot of times people take too much responsibility for... Um, their anxiety and stuff when it's like, oh, or maybe you're just a sensitive person and you're in a crowd of 10,000 people. So of course you feel anxious, you know, like you've got all this noise.
1: That's me. Yeah. I get very anxious. And that's fine. It doesn't mean you've
0: got some trauma to work on or anything. You're just a sensitive person and you you know that about yourself now, but you probably feel... Right.
1: It just needs like a reset.
0: Yeah, a reset or or just knowing... There's sort of like bumpers on a bowling alley. It's just guiding you to where you, you're you meant to flourish. And it's, it's constantly doing that all the time if we just listen to it and don't judge it or don't think that we're broken or need fixing all the time, but that it's always there trying to teach you something and, and help you in some way. Um,
1: oh my gosh. I love how you explained all this. I feel like it's so palatable. Like you can understand it because I think that it can get so complicated and so like beyond, you know, art, like the way how we can even understand it. But I feel like the way that you explained it is just, it's like, right. It's just simplified. And I hope people listening are open to this conversation.
0: Yeah, totally. And really at the end of the day, the biggest takeaway is just, knowing how to check in with yourself and your own intuition because you're i say this over and over your relationship with yourself is literally the only thing that matters because it's going to filter your mm-hmm. entire reality it's going to leak out into everything and really your gps is the only one that matters it doesn't matter how other people are living their life or what they're doing or what spiritual path they're on because the fact is i might get guidance from my higher self that completely clashes with what you're getting today and it doesn't right. mean one of us has to be wrong it just means you're getting that for you today and i'm getting this for me today and that's because we're on our own individual journeys and that's what's beautiful about right. it so really it's just about teaching people i think how to tap into their own intuition and what are you getting today what it, what and my big thing my big takeaway is i always put my left hand on my chest to bring my energy back in and pull it back in if i've given it out so much because i think the left is for mm-hmm. for you it's it's the one you keep for yourself mm-hmm. Or whatever the least dominant receiving hand is.
1: They do that in yoga. Your left hand goes on your heart, and then your right hand goes on your stomach.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Just bringing it all back in, and then just asking yourself, yeah. like, how are you feeling? Like, what what's going on? Are you like, because you create the safe space for all those feelings to arrive. To arise so when it comes like healing, you know, everyone's on like a healing journey You don't have to work for healing you just have to create the safe space for feelings to come up Your body knows how to heal your energy body knows how to heal You just have to be willing to feel and that's why the biggest blocks I think are things like shame or guilt or all of the things where we judge our feeling process Which is us judging our healing Mm -hmm. process and you can't do that because the way to open the valves is just to feel fully whatever that is and then it'll start flowing flowing like that And that's when you get your guidance. That's when you get the, this doesn't feel right to me. Great. Don't judge it and think you're, something's wrong with you. It doesn't feel right to you, you know? So just listen to that, follow that, you know? Um, But just always bringing it back to to you and what you're picking up on and your intuition and and what feels right to you. And then rule of thumb with anything is always follow the good feeling. So.
1: Right. Oh my gosh. I love you. I could talk to you all day. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. And you. you guys go follow, follow him on Instagram at, is it Drummond? Drummond's
0: yeah, just Michael Drummond.
1: Okay, Michael Drummond's um, on Instagram and then at TikTok as well. Um, I think he has another one called Far Out Official. Yeah, if you want to get right? really
0: far out, Far Out Official on TikTok. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, I love it! I'm gonna go follow that right now. Um, and then you also are in the middle of writing a book. Yeah,
0: I had a lot of people ask me to just like, is there somewhere where they can just read the whole story from start to finish? And yeah. so I was like, oh, I should start putting something together. So I've, I've been
1: that five hour that five hour thing session you had. You should just make that an audio book. Oh
0: yeah, no, <laughs> totally. And that's that's why I did it because I, I need to go through and narrate it and stuff. But that's I have the voice recording, so I'm kind of just typing it okay, up. Okay, good, now, and,
1: good, good. Yeah, good. I just
0: have it, so I can just be like here, just read the book it's as detailed as I can get exactly it. <laughs> so yeah that's what I'm working on right well,
1: now oh thank you so much for coming Um, I, mm-hmm. listen you guys go follow him go follow his journey go message him ask him all the questions and thank you again so much I hope you can come back yeah
0: thanks for having me this was a pleasure
1: thanks bye Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the episode with Michael. Um, I, I enjoyed having Andy on it's funny I, I always talk to Andy he's obviously my producer but we talk about the episodes beforehand and he's very into this so I was like just jump on the show and let's let's talk about it. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys were sort of open um, minded going into it and maybe you got something out of it maybe you didn't but that's okay. That's sort of the beauty of the show. Um, but thank you guys again for tuning in please 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 make sure to subscribe rate and review Um, share with friends that's the only way we can sort of keep the show going so thank you guys again for the love support and remember stay humble and stay hungry